Welcome or welcome back to another episode of the For the Healthy Health podcast, where we talk about conscious living, self-awareness, and everything in between. I'm your host, Ree. Thank you so much for joining me and allowing me to be a part of your journey. Y'all, I haven't did that intro in like a month, so I'm a little rusty. I'm a little rusty, so work with me, work with me. First, want to say I am overwhelmed in the best way possible with the love and the support that I've been getting from this podcast. Like, wow, I could have never really imagined like this type of this type of support and this type of community that we have built. So thank you so, so, so much. So how y'all been doing? Like what's what's been up? What's been popping? I have been I've been doing okay. I feel like this past month has been such an emotional roller coaster for me. Um, I think in general, like my emotions just really be all over the place, but especially, you know, for the month of October, this past month has been quite the roller coaster, but I'm on the up end. Does that make sense? The up end, the higher end of that roller coaster. Lately, I have been really in a good space. Um, and I think that's because I've been able to take some time off from, I guess, just work and putting energy and love back into myself. That's always really, really important. So today is October 28th. I know I don't normally say the date and you're probably like, why, really, why, why is that relevant? We recently had a new moon on October 25th and I'm not gonna get on here in front and act like I'm just super knowledgeable when it comes to astrology and like the moon phases. I am learning. I do want to learn more. But if you don't know like what the new moon is, essentially the new moon phase is an introspective time. And yes, I'm reading off of my notebook because I took notes. Okay. And it represents just a time for new beginnings um, as we plant seeds for the future. It begins a new cycle, but it also ends the phase that came before it. Like sometimes the new moon, it kind of like passes me by and I kind of just forget it. But honestly, like I can feel it in in my energy when it's a new moon or a full moon. I really can just feel it. But during this time, I like to journal, set intentions, um, like clean my space and really just do a reset and kind of think about the month of he- the month ahead and the things that I want to manifest. But this new moon was a little different. We had a new moon solar eclipse in Scorpio. And I read somewhere that the solar eclipse carries the power of three new moons. So the new moon that just passed was very powerful, like super, super powerful. And I know like even though it already passed, I do feel like you could still use this information, this conversation for whenever, Like whenever you need it, it's never a bad time to, you know, set intentions and, you know, do all the good, healthy, positive things for yourself. But I also read that as far as like the new moon solar eclipse during this time, we need to ask ourselves if there are energies, habits, situations or people that we're ready to let go of and move on from. The only way we can move forward with ease is if we cut any dead weight that has been dragging us down, like. Come on now, you you know this. The energy from this eclipse is inviting us to perch 
what no longer serves us. Which is why I felt aligned to talk about something that I've been dealing with for a really, really long time. And that's grieving the past version of myself. Grieving the old me. I know we often think about grieving and mourning. We think about the loss of another person, a loved one, a friend. But nobody ever talks about grieving your old self. If you don't grieve your old self, it'll be hard to grow, move forward in the direction that you want to go and blossom into this beautiful version that you want to be this beautiful version of yourself that you want to be. And don't get me wrong. I feel like grieving and mourning yourself is going to be an ongoing process because for me, I'm forever growing. I'm forever changing what I like, um, what I want, my desires. They're forever changing. So I really feel like this grieving um, process of my old self is something that will be ongoing. I don't know about y'all, but... I've been saying this for like, I don't know, like the past two years, like I can feel the growth. And I don't know if it's because I've just become so aware of myself and my surroundings, but I have been transforming. Like I can feel it. I can see it day by day, the transformation that has taken place inside me. What's crazy is though, I feel like I've been fighting this transformation I've been fighting this growth for the longest I had been but I think I'm at a place now where I'm finally like you know letting go of control and allowing things to happen just naturally I feel like when you're in a place of your growth process where you're fighting change I think the world starts to look a little bit different like in a sense, there's almost no meaning. Like it, it can almost feel like depression because it's so confusing. Travis always tell me you need to stop using that word. You need to stop using that word depressed. I use that word a lot. I overuse it. Um, but I said feel like it can almost feel like like what's the purpose of life? Like because it's just a, a confusing area to be in. So it's important that you consciously go through the grieving process of mourning old versions of you. So I took it upon myself to look up the different stages of grief. We have denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. I think that although, well, I always say I think that, I feel that, I guess because I'm always thinking and feeling. So let's roll with it. But these stages Although they're referring to the loss of a loved one, I think they could apply to what we're talking about here today. So along with these stages, I also kind of looked into what do these stages look like? Like what do they feel like? Because sometimes I feel like it's enough to just be like, oh, she's in denial. Oh, she's angry. You know what I mean? It looks different for different people so I I took it upon myself to let you know what it looked like according to (laughs) washington.edu so denial can look like avoidance procrastination 
And I feel like my whole life, like not my whole life, but a large part of like my college career and sometimes even in my work, uh, the early stages of me, you know, pursuing my online career and my social media career, I procrastinated a lot. Um, then I can also look like forgetting, easily distracted, mindless behavior, keeping busy at all times or thinking and saying it's fine. I'm fine. Um, and it can feel like shock, numbness, confusion or shutting down anger, which Y'all, I promise you, I've been through all of these stages in my life so far. And although these stages are listed in a particular order, I don't think they technically take place in a particular order. Like for a long time, I was so angry. I was so angry with the world. And, you know, it's because of some things that happened within my childhood, you know, to be fully transparent, like the lack of a father figure in my life. I was so angry about that. But when I was angry about it, I didn't know that I was angry about it. I just knew that I was angry. Um, but yeah, anger can look like sarcasm, irritability, being aggress aggressive or passive aggressive, getting into arguments or physical fights. Y'all, your girl used to be out here fighting, like throwing hands, like, cause I was just so, now I'm not going to lie. Some of the fights, I didn't pick them, but I have to admit some fights I did pick, like for whatever reason I was into arguments. I was fighting a lot. This was mainly like high school, um, not so much college or anything like that. Um, anyway, anger can also look like increased alcohol or drug use. It can feel like frustration, impatience, resentment, embarrassment, rage, and overall just feeling really out of control. Moving on to bargaining, it can feel like overthinking and worrying. I've been there, done that, still do sometimes. Um, comparing yourself to others, predicting the future and assuming the worst. And... I'm definitely guilty of that. It can look like perfectionism. And if you know me, if you know your girl, I'm little miss perfection. Like everything has to be done perfect or used to be. That That's who I used to be. Bargaining can also look like judgment towards self and others. It can feel like guilt, shame, blame, fear, and anxiety. Moving on to depression. Depression can look like sleep and appetite changes, reduced energy, reduced social interest, reduced motivation, crying, also increased alcohol or drug use. It can feel like sadness, despair, helplessness, hopelessness, disappointment, and overwhelmed. Definitely have felt some of these feelings throughout my journey. Acceptance. I know these feelings that I just previously talked about have been, you know, on the low energy side, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Acceptance. It can look like mindful behaviors, engaging with reality as it is, being present in the moment, being able to be vulnerable and tolerate emotions being assertive non-defensive and having honest communications and adapting coping and responding skillfully 
Acceptance can feel like being good enough. It can feel like validation, self-compassion, pride, wisdom. So per the huge, I want to take this time to kind of like talk about some of my old habits and what I am trying to overcome because first of all, I've said this before, but I know this podcast is meant to be a light and help y'all, but just speaking about my past experiences and what I'm going through and like literally, like literally going through it, it's healing for me. It's healing my inner child and just being able to be listened to and heard is also healing my inner child. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Before I get into my truth, I do want to say that one of the best things you can do for your old self is just to hear her and see her and let her know like it'll be okay it's all right acknowledge her and acknowledge like just feel those feelings like y'all know I always say like feel it feel it because in order to get through it you have to feel it so definitely acknowledge become aware feel it forgive yourself and move on because there is so much more waiting for you on the other side of this. So a few years ago, probably like five years ago, I was in a really dark space. I wasn't happy with my life. I wasn't happy with what was taking place in my life. It wasn't what I saw for myself. But something that I did to escape my reality was watch YouTube. I've mentioned this before. I don't know if I've mentioned this like on the vlog or in this podcast, but I would watch YouTubers and escape my reality. And it was in a sense healing for me during that time because I was able to watch these women who look like me succeed at the life that I wanted. They gave me faith. They inspired me. They showed me that what I want is possible. But here's where it went wrong. I was ignoring my reality. I wasn't making the moves and doing the things that I needed to do to progress in life. My actions, they weren't aligning with what I wanted. I mean, for days on end and days on out, all I did was watch YouTube videos I was escaping and it's okay to escape every once in a while but you got to come back you got to reel it in and you got to come back because you have to deal with whatever it is you're escaping from because if you don't it's gonna be right back it's gonna be right there still it's gonna be right there when you're done escaping and so how that ties into the person that I am today I still have those habits. I still have those tendencies. The first thing I do, not now, but for a long time, the first thing I did was I turned on a YouTube video and I watched that video because I wanted to escape. Although I've created a life that I don't have to escape from, that I love, I still had those habits. I still had those tendencies. When you live in survival mode for so long, 
it can be difficult to get out of survival mode. It can be difficult to get out of doing those things and those habits that you did to survive. So I had to tell myself, stop living in survival mode. Stop living in that lack mindset. It's doing nothing for you. I'm going to give you some grace. I'm going to give myself some grace because I did the best I could. I did what I had to to survive. Those habits back then, they helped me. They held me. They nurtured me. But I don't need those habits anymore. I don't have to survive anymore. I can thrive. I have everything I need to create the life that I want. I've grown. You've grown. You've grown so much. And you don't need those habits. You don't have to live in survival mode. You don't have to live in a lack mindset. You can live in abundance. You have that power to live in abundance and create more abundance. Just by being aware that you are living in survival mode, that you are doing the things that you used to do to survive, even though your life is so different now. Even though you've succeeded and done so many of the things that you wanted to do back then that you never thought you could do, you still have those habits. You still have those survival mechanisms. You're already ahead of the game by just being aware. Like, damn, I used to do this when I was trying to survive or I used to do this back when X, Y, Z, but I don't really got to do this no more. Like, this is not serving me. And I find myself, although like I don't prioritize YouTube anymore. Like what I'm what I'm trying to say is the first thing I do when I wake up is not turn on a YouTube video or getting a glimpse into somebody else's life and just completely ignore mine. In my downtime, I like to watch YouTube videos, but I find myself like, damn, I'm I'm not really into this. Like this is, I, I'd rather be doing something else. I'd rather be reading or spending time with my family or enjoying nature. So sometimes it feels like I'm fighting an old version of me that I, you know, need to let go, but haven't quite gone through that yet. But yeah, just by being aware of your habits and the fact that you may be actually living in survival mode, you're doing so much for your future self. You're doing so much, you know, for this grieving process, this grieving of your past self. You're doing so much for it. I feel like we could do like literally a whole episode on living in survival mode because so many of us do it without really knowing. Maybe one day, maybe we, maybe one day we can talk about living in survival mode more in depth. Another habit that I am working on letting go of, and I think it's up and down for me, but I think I'm getting there, honestly. Um, it's just being worried and trying to control the future and like outcomes of things that I want to manifest. I used to worry so bad about the future and about the outcomes of certain things, it's no wonder I literally have anxiety and IBS and a nervous stomach. Like it's all intertwined with one another. And honestly, I find myself, even to this day, if I begin to, you know, if the worry try to creep in just a little bit, 
I find myself like, you know, getting some of those IBS, IBS symptoms, even though I've healed myself through, you know, my lifestyle, such as eating, you know, meditating and just all in all mindful habits. I still sometimes go back to being worried or being anxious about things that may or may not happen. And honestly, that goes back to survival mode, which is also related to being conditioned to like I grew up in a household where my mama was always worried to this day. Like she still is kind of worried about future outcomes and just stuff like that. But I've personally I've personally learned that you hold so much power when you don't worry about the outcome, when you don't worry about what's going to happen although you know you obviously y'all don't always say this you obviously want to do the work because faith without work is dead although I know this I sometimes tend to have a little worry come in like she be knocking at my door and I'd be like no we don't we don't want what you're selling but she still proceeds to come in and that's because Like I said, I've been conditioned to worry. I've been conditioned to live in fear. Not only by my mom, but I feel like by the media often. Like, we live in a fear, a fearful society. And it can be difficult, but not impossible, to get out of that mindset. Out of really any mindset that you have been conditioned to, but it's not impossible. And again... I find myself fighting myself, fighting past versions of myself when that fear or that anxiety or that lack creeps in. Because I know now that I don't have to live that way. Yet, it still sometimes comes up. I'm telling you, like conditioning and like your upbringing, that that stuff can take years to get through. It can take years to really get out of your system and kind of create this new mindset. I don't know how many of you have read The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, but I don't know if it's the, uh, the first chapter or the introduction where he talks about the conditioning of the human mind. I may be paraphrasing. I don't know if that's the exact title, but basically that's where I kind of first learned about you know, the conditioning of human beings a couple of years ago. Like, it's crazy. I highly recommend checking that out. But the fact that, like I said about living in survival mode, the fact that you are aware that you have been conditioned, the fact that you are aware that you have been living in survival mode, you're already ahead of the game. And now it's just time to work through it, to understand that your little subconscious is doing what it feels like it has to do to take care of you, to save you. But then that's when you tell your subconscious that I'm okay. I'm okay. I know we were taught this. I know that we were doing this to survive, but we don't have to do it anymore. Your subconscious is literally your inner child. Like it's, it's like your inner child and you have to talk to like this younger version of yourself, the kid version of yourself. Like we're okay. I know we went through X, Y, and Z, but we're okay. We're going to be okay. We've been through a lot, 
but we don't have to live like that anymore that doesn't have to be our story that doesn't have to be how our story ends let's create new habits new a new mindset and honestly this whole grieving process of you know letting go of your past self that's what it's going to feel like it's going to feel like a dialogue with this past version of you let her know that you see her that you feel her you understand you overstand her but we're going to be okay we don't have to do this anymore we don't have to do x y and z we don't have to survive. It's time to thrive. It's literally, I don't know if y'all ever seen Turning Red. Let me just say, best one of the best movies of 2022, period. Um, but basically, Turning Red is where this preteen girl, her name is May. <laughs> hey, May. But she turns into this red panda. I'm not going to get all into it. Y'all need to just really watch it. She turns into this red panda and there's a process where they have to, where she can transition back into her normal self when there's a red moon. And so she goes through this process and she literally has to walk through what looks like a mirror but also a window at the same time. And she's literally pulling like she's pulling and it's it's so hard she's like oh I can't but it's that's what grieving the old version of yourself feels like it can be hard to let it go shit you've been this way for a really long time you know what I mean you've been doing these habits for a really long time so it can be hard to let go to move forward but I'm telling you I'm telling me it's worth it you are worth it. Be gentle with yourself. Give yourself grace. Be mindful within this grieving process of, you know, this past version of yourself. Learn from it. Grow from it. Don't rush it because it's going to happen how it's going to happen. If you rush it, you're going to find yourself spiraling in those stages of grief. Take your time with it. And on that note, I want to end things off here. Remember, you are worth it. You don't have to live in survival mode. You don't have to do these old habits. You don't have, you don't have to do it. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is so much waiting for you on the other side. Trust in that. Exist in that. There's so much waiting for you. I love you so much. I'm sending you peace. I'm sending you ease. I'm sending you joy. I'm sending you positivity. I'm sending you everything that you need. Once again, I love you. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.